Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we are coming to you Monday, which is the day after the Meghan Markle interview with Oprah. Meghan and Harry. Yeah. That's kind of like the big news coming into this. Yeah. This new week. Yeah. I I was actually surprised at how much I felt like it was dominating the news cycle and blowing up my phone last night. I didn't actually have any intention of watching it until the tweets started coming in from the East Coast. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, and and even though it was like spoiling all the news, I still was sort of like, all right, well, now I want to watch it. I want to see how this goes down. So I did tune in. Did you? I didn't tune in, but I also received like the people notifications and it was like, oh, like I think they were giving off notifications in real time. Um, yeah. And while we're not going to get into like the drama and like the nitty gritty and then and the key takeaways from the interview, um, it was interesting because there was a lot of debate over where it was filmed. Um, <laughs> and there was there were a lot of rumors floating around about the gorgeous house that it was filmed at. Right. So they actually did say at the very beginning, um, I, I don't know why they felt the need to to lay out a disclaimer, but they did. Oprah said, just so you guys know, we're not filming at my house or Megan's house. We're filming at a friend's house down the street. And Oprah and Megan are neighbors in uh, Montecito. So... Mm. Uh, I guess it was reasonable to believe that it could have been one of their houses, but she was she was quick to say, not at either of our houses, it's at a friend's house. And then, of course, the internet was like, Gail King? It was a Gail King's house? But that rumor has been... Uh, squashed. Squashed, debunked. Um, Gail said, nope, not mine. And at the end of the interview, they did show previews of upcoming interviews that Oprah is going to do on the Discovery Plus uh, streaming network. And they were all under that same pergola that they grabbed, that they nabbed for this, um, mm. this sit down with Meghan and Harry. So who is the owner of the pergola? Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. There's not a lot of context clues that you can take from from the interview. Like, yeah, it's like the pergola and like a big grassy lawn, which is like, I mean, every house in Montecito has that. It so. could be any backyard. It could be nobody we know. It might not yeah. be a celebrity at all. Um, it's, I, I, I think, okay, I have two theories. Either it's Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom's house in Montecito that they just bought, oh. or, which we could go back and look at photos and see if they have a pergola like that. <sighs> yeah, let's do a deep dive. Or it's just a, a random mansion that you can Airbnb for a day or, or that you can rent for a day that, that you know, people use for shoots. That but they She specifically said, and maybe this was... Maybe she misspoke or maybe she, it was a red herring. She said they were at a friend's house, mm. I believe. Friend, friend or neighbor. She said friend or neighbor. I can't remember. Friend is a loose term. <laughs> friend can Everybody be a Everybody's a friend term. when you're Oprah. Yeah. Um, it um, was cool because it, it, then I was like, oh, man, I thought we were finally going to get a peek into Harry and Meghan's house. But interspersed throughout this two-hour interview, Oprah did go to Harry and Meghan's house uh, to the backyard. They were on the on the grounds and spent some time talking with the both of them, walking around, checking things out, including uh, Harry and Meghan's chicken coop. 
Aww. It's a and it's like a rescue chicken coop. They rescued it from a factory farm, or sorry, they rescued the chickens from a factory farm. And oh my gosh, they <laughs> named it Archie's Chick Inn, like in like a hotel, but like chicken. That's really cute. They truly yeah. are humanitarians. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought that was really cute. Like, I know having a chicken coop is all the rage right now, but I didn't know you could have rescue chickens. I didn't either. Um, and it seems very them too. Like, it just seems very like they just. It does add to that level of like they're just trying to be a normal family. Like they just and and Megan of course announced that she's having a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she was pregnant during the interview, so like very pregnant. Yeah. I know she's so exciting for them. The other thing that I thought was really interesting and was relevant to us is they did touch on Meghan and Harry's move from Canada to L.A. last summer. And I remember at the time we discussed it on this podcast and we were all like, what the hell are they doing? Why are they moving in the middle of a pandemic? Well, Mm -hmm. actually was the whole loss of protection that Meghan was talking about in the interview that the um the institution <laughs> yeah she the institution that. would would not uh would not protect them anymore and so they decided to get out of the commonwealth and go to LA and that's when they stayed at Tyler Perry's house for several months because they didn't mm. have a plan they kind of left Canada in a hurry And Tyler Perry was not only offering them a place to stay, but he was also offering them security Mm. because their security was being removed in Canada. So that's kind of like how it all happened so fast. And we were like, why are they moving in a pandemic? That was why. And that was why they stayed there while they were house shopping for the place that they're in now currently in Montecito. That's why we kept seeing them around L.A. Like they kept getting paparazzi in L.A. And people were like, are they where are they going to buy in L.A.? I think we even did a story about that. Like where mm-hmm. what neighborhood are Megan and Harry going to land in in L.A.? And then it was surprising and... that they ended up in the Santa Barbara area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, it all makes sense. <laughs> Thank yeah, goodness I... for this interview. Well, I mean, it's funny because every time we've talked about Megan and Harry before, I've been like, oh, must we? Like mm-hmm. I definitely had saturation oversaturation with them but I was I was enthralled last night (laughs) it's interesting stuff yeah it's really it's tragic it's it's it it does sound like they're in a better place that better place being gorgeous Montecito um so we have nothing but best wishes for them okay let's move on to this other story this other real estate story that was kind of like you know we saw in print newspaper we saw all over like page six and we we did a story about it um so Jimmy Fallon, you know, everyone knows Jimmy Fallon. Rachel knows Jimmy Fallon. Late night. Because she watches late night. Hush. Um, don't put that out there. Not a dig. <laughs> I don't watch Jimmy Fallon. I can't stand Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you don't. Oh, okay. Right. Hashtag That's not true. my Jimmy. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, he recently listed his New York City penthouse mansion for $15 million. Um and I wrote here, is it cool or chaotic? Uh, because the decor is downright hideous. Zany? <laughs> you say hideous. I mean, who are you trying not to offend here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Tell the people how you really feel, Natalie. 
Well, it's just all over the place. It's very eclectic. It's very um, like vintage inspired, like mid-century, um, you know, Sputnik uh, light fixtures and lots of crazy art and wallpaper. Um, he has like a turquoise couch in one of his sitting rooms. Uh, we'll link to the photos in the show notes, by the way, if you guys haven't we seen will. them already and you want to check them out and see what we're talking about. It's worth flipping through. Um, and to, to this, I say, you know, Jimmy's going to Jimmy. I mean, he, he is a comedian. He does have a kind of quirky, crazy personality. So fine, you know, do what you're going to do. Um, I, it looks like a man child decorated this place and that tracks because Jimmy Fallon is a man child. (laughs) As Rachel said, hashtag not my Jimmy. (laughs) I mean, I, like, I know his kids must love it, but like you're a grown ass dude, man. Like, I don't know. Decorate one room like that. Not your whole place. Yeah. Um, I just find him, I don't know. I find him kind of disingenuous. Well, and it's interesting because he's been doing his, his show during COVID from, from his home. And so we've gotten to see his zany interiors. Yeah. I mean, that's Um, when I first realized I didn't like his aesthetic as well as his comedy because he was doing the show and I would peek in and I think, I don't know if he's done it from the same location or the same room every time, but these Mm -hmm. photos do look familiar. And I think like, and there's been times I've tuned in, I feel like he had like a slide behind him or something. I, I, (laughs) it just, you could see that the chaos was coming through the screen. So you would say in the debate between cool or chaotic, you would say chaotic, right? Um, At the least. (laughs) Okay, and let me let me talk a little bit about how he pieced this this penthouse slash five hundred or excuse me five thousand square foot property together. Um, so it's six bedrooms and five full baths, and he didn't buy it like this. He actually purchased um, a one bedroom bachelor pad for eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in two thousand two. So that's when he like you know got a bit of money after SN- being on being on SNL. Um, and slowly over the years, he's pieced it together. Um, in 2004, he spent $1.5 million for a unit on the same level and combined them. Now you're just making me madder. Um, I know. I'm sorry. But I have to go over this. It's kind of interesting. It's interesting, um, but it's infuriating. And then in 2010, he bought another unit for $1.3 million um, on the floor above. So then he was able to, you know connect that and then 2014 he got a four bedroom in the same building for 1.35 million and then a studio for 725 um both loaded on both both located on the building's top floor so it's kind of like this jenga like tetris type thing that he's been able to do by buying all these different units which is what a lot of wealthy people do in new york is just buy in the same building but don't you just Um, buy like the one above or the one adjacent you don't buy them all over the place and try to link (laughs) them together I mean that's (laughs) he was able to do that and now uh it's considered a triplex and we said it was 15 million dollars right yes that is currently the asking price kill me now yeah yeah yeah. I mean, it, the the number of changes you would have to make to this place are insane. That's true. And that will probably be a barrier to selling it, I have to imagine. I, I it's can't. just de-jimmyifying it. Yeah. And it seems like it would take ages to do that. 
just just street just peeling wallpaper alone out of this place is going to be a task there's like one room that looks sort of okay and it's a bedroom and i don't even think it's the master bedroom is it the white yes <laughs> the one that's painted white <laughs> yes it's the one it's that walls. doesn't really have much in it Oh dear. Um, we'll we'll keep an eye on this, and it'll be interesting to see who steps up and buys this place, and if they actually buy it for fifteen million. I I don't see this going for full asking, but um, yeah. crazier things have happened. So my money is on the fact that this will be on uh, the market for quite a while. Right, you guys know how Natalie and I love a new reality show. So we were very excited to learn about the latest Netflix binge opportunity show called Marriage or Mortgage. This is a show, it's premiering on Wednesday, March 10th, by the way, if you want to catch it. Um, it'll drop at 12.01 a.m. So you can watch all the episodes at one time. You don't have to wait for from week to week, which I am incapable of doing these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marriage or Mortgage is a show that tackles a really common couple dilemma, which is, should we spend our money on a house, on, on, on a down payment for a house, or on a lavish wedding. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for some people, this is a no-brainer. They'd say, make the real estate investment or I want my dream wedding no matter what. But for many, many couples, this is a really tough decision. And so we meet two, our two hosts are uh, Sarah Miller, who's a wedding planner, and Nicole Holmes, who is a real estate agent. They're both located in Nashville, and the show takes place in Nashville. And Woo-hoo. they, <laughs> Rachel's stomping ground. Yes. And uh, we get to see them navigate 10 couples through the dilemma of marriage or mortgage. Yeah, it's really cool to see them navigate it. And I guess each one is supposed to sell the couple on their point of view. So Nicole's trying to get them to put the down payment in and Sarah wants them to go for the wedding. Um, Yeah, it's a competition uh, it's, it's fun to see Sarah and Nicole kind of get into it and, and get a little like, oh, look what you're doing. Well, look what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and we actually got to experience that feistiness firsthand because we got to sit down with them, um, and talk to them about their new show and they couldn't be sweeter. Um, we really enjoyed so our conversation fun. with these ladies and, uh, we're going to play that for you right now. So enjoy our interview with, um, the ladies from marriage or mortgage. We are here today with Nicole Holmes and Sarah Miller from the new Netflix show marriage or mortgage. Natalie and I have been, uh, watching all the episodes. <laughs> we are hooked. Yeah, it was fun. Um, you know, filming all this stuff again, it, it's real. We hope people can understand that and take that away from this show too. It's like, you know, these real life dilemmas, which people are seeing a lot um, more nowadays, maybe than, you know, back in the day. But um, again, these people, you know, come to us with their, you know, their real life stories and we have to kind of battle it out a little bit for (laughs) have fun, but really get them what they really need. For sure. How how did you two get paired together? Yeah. The show films in Nashville, correct? And, and Nicole, you're a real estate agent in Nashville. Sarah, you're a wedding planner in Nashville, but did you know each other before this or like Natalie Um, said, how'd you get together? So we knew of each other. Um, I've been in Nashville 20 years. Sarah, how long have you been in Nashville? 10 years. So, um, she, Sarah, 
lives in the same neighborhood as a couple of my pretty close friends. And so we would see each other at neighborhood gatherings or functions or baby showers for those friends and whatnot. We've even been out to dinner together in group parties, but never just made the connection and sat beside each other and, you know, gossiped all night or anything. But we knew of each other. And then the show actually brought us together together. Um, They casting called me, casting called Sarah, Mm -hmm. and they wanted us to get together at one of our homes and do a Skype interview uh, with the producers and just see our connection and how we played off of each other. And when she got there, we were having a conversation. Unbeknownst to me, she was at the time planning my very best friend's wedding. Oh, Oh. I knew my best friend was getting married. I knew she had a (laughs) wedding planner. We talked about the colors and the flowers and done all this. I didn't know Sarah was the one helping her with all of it. And so we got a huge kick out of that. And Nashville is so small that um, that's how things happen in in, in and around Nashville. It was wild. It was. I mean, Nicole and I, we, again, just having our different beliefs, let's just say that, in in the show. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we love each other. It's It's such a cool friendship. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a great rapport on the show. There's um, a little bit of snark. It's just enough to make it interesting. <laughs> and um, But it, it's clear that you guys have a lot of mutual respect for one another and that you truly Absolutely. like one another. I'm oh, wondering, yeah. though, were there any big conflicts that came about either between you two or or between the couples during filming? Well, um, between the couples, yes. Yeah, I would say couples, yeah. far more conflicts between the couples than between Sarah and I. I think the maybe Nicole and I on decision day, that was the most tough thing because on decision day, Nicole gets to offer the, each couple, you know, something as an incentive. And so do I, but we don't know what that is until we are literally sitting there in front of these couples. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was kind of interesting to see because again, we had no clue what these couples were going to choose coming into that day and offering them something that maybe they changed their mind, you know? Yeah. Tell us about some of those incentives. Cause I, that was like one of my favorite twists of the show was you get to yeah. decision day with a couple and then you're like, let's sweeten the pot a little bit. Let's, and let's yeah. throw in like free hedges in the backyard or free or, appliances or, or yeah. Like, Enter some real estate porn. Yeah. Um, no, well, we sat down with the couples on the first day and found out what they really wanted in the wedding and what they really wanted in real estate. And we just did our best to accommodate that. Now, you know, we held a few things back and then, you know, (laughs) we would have something up our sleeve for those days or other times it came down to the wire and we're still making deals on the phone in the other room with like contractors or landscaping companies and likewise her with her vendors on, you know, alcohol and I don't know. Just again, birds. Yeah. And food trucks. Yeah. Yeah. The incentives were so impressive because they weren't, they weren't just little token things that you'd throw in. They were big time cost savers. Um, and I was really impressed about that. I don't know if you're giving us the secret sauce by telling us this, but when you sat down with the couples on the day and told them the incentives, how long did they have to mull that over and make a decision? It varied from couple to couple. Some of them, um, Yeah, some of them it took an hour. Some of it, they, I mean, there were calling loan officers involved and, you know. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. checking finances and trying to figure this out. On the last minute, yeah. Yeah. There were a few of them. We're not going to give that away, but some, honestly, a few that we were surprised that went the opposite direction than what we thought. Yeah. I know. It was, it was, um, some of it varied. So I would say from like, you know, the most, the longest was maybe three hours, two to three hours. I think maybe we break for lunch. 
Yeah, yeah let them hash over. it out. <laughs> Stick we, them in a room with each other. We walked away at that point. Yeah. <laughs> we walked away at that point. Yeah. <laughs> that still seems like nothing. That seems like no time at all to make such a monumental decision. And especially if you're throwing in incentives at the last minute, I'm very impressed with these couples' decision making <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end. Um, it sounds like there were instances in which you thought a couple was going to go one way and then they went another. What were some of the biggest surprises you encountered? I don't want to give it away. There's I know. One of them. If, if we There's say. There's one good one that, um, I, I don't know if you guys, if you ladies have seen the all the episodes yet, but. Because we haven't, by Yeah, the we way. haven't. But... We haven't seen all the episodes. Or any oh. Of yeah. We've seen the um, opening credits. The trailer. the trailer. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, um, so I'm not sure what it looks like to you. Like, yeah. it probably looks like no time has passed at all that they make their decision. But it yes, is. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. They've had, yeah. like. A week from seeing our stuff, and then when they come back on decision day, it, lots of days have passed. Yeah, we take Nicole gets to take them out on a full day of home shopping. I get to take them out on a full day of wedding. And sometimes fun. it took more. Maybe than- that. Yeah, we re- redo a couple days, things yeah. like that. Yeah, just in case we couldn't set it up all in one day. But back on your question, I mean, about you know the fun things or the maybe something that was interesting that changed again. There, yeah, a couple of those, a couple of our clients that did happen with, but I'd hate to say anything just yet because we haven't I know I know there's so many spoilers I don't want to give away so um without revealing any spoilers we got to address I think the elephant in the room here how did COVID affect this show during a time when so many people's wedding plans were scrapped you know around the country across the globe did this I, I know it. I know it did affect you. I'm wondering how much. Oh, it did. Oh, it, it affected everybody. I mean, we filmed the actual show way before COVID, so yeah, um, that had nothing to do with our filming days. It honestly was more of the what we call the buttons of the couples that did choose wedding. Again, you know, we some of the dream weddings scaled back just a little bit. They changed the dates, changed, so that's kind of where you know things just got pushed. But anything that we did, we took 100 percent the right protocol. We were safe. Um, you know, oh yeah, and making sure that we handled everything correctly. On I've had more cotton swabs stuck up my nose. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean again, that's just tough. You know, in my in my day to day basis with my regular brides, it was super tough. Um, you know, but that's what you have to do as a wedding planner is be one hundred percent supportive and and there for them. And then on my side real estate never shut down. It was always considered essential business. And so I, you know, albeit very carefully and with a lot of um, protocol involved, I was still showing houses and closing homes and things like that. So that kind of, it didn't really affect the real estate industry other than the extra precautions that we had to go through as, you know, people were still buying and still are. It's ridiculous. The market is crazy. Right. But so the entirety of the show was filmed before COVID. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. The year before. Yeah. It was filmed in 2019 when COVID hit in 2019. Okay. Yeah. I know. And I'm, I'm not trying to um, spoiler alert if you don't want any spoilers, but I do oh. know that in one episode um, where they chose a wedding, that their wedding was affected later by COVID. But yeah. I guess that mm-hmm. just seems to be the timing of when they decided to have it. It, and it, it still yeah. looked lovely what they did too. Yeah. Like even though they had to scrap their a bigger 
wedding. I mean, the, the photos that they show in the episode, it still looks gorgeous. It was so. beautiful. And it wasn't really all about like the size and everything. It was more just the moment. And the, that's why they chose wedding is, you know, it's that commitment to each other that they wanted to make. So it was, it was mm-hmm. a beautiful day. Um, so one thing that I like as, as kind of a numbers person getting down to the nitty gritty of things, um, you, you ladies both present, um, a final budget on decision day to the couple. Um, and I'm curious what goes into that. I mean, you adhere to their parameters. So like if they say they have $35,000 to spend, you, you stay within that budget. So like Sarah, for example, um, for like the wedding budget, do you include a gown estimate, hair and makeup estimate? Because I know those things add up. Um, yeah. And as we saw, the venue, the venues that you toured weren't the the majority of the budget. Right. So what we did is you will see, you'll basically see on the show the top priorities that was that were really important to each of the clients. So we added those up and then added in the extra things kind of off the side just to make sure that we were somewhat under budget or in budget. And if we were over again, we had to cut somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah, That's a whole package that you see. And it might not be shown exactly, you know, off the show of us adding all of that in, but we did, we took all of that in advance and made sure. And then, I mean, I'm assuming for housing, it's the same thing. You can factor in like closing costs and right. and all with, of those sorts of things. With real estate, I feel like it's a little bit more cut and dried. Um, we know what closing costs are going to be for the specific home. Uh, we know what realtor fees are going to be. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, all of those things in advance. And so we were able to to easily do those. It's the wedding and the party side that is always a sliding scale. Yeah. Allow me to get a dig into Sarah right now. Oh, that's <laughs> your butt. Uh, your butt. I mean, last oh. minute things, if it rains, there's a new tent involved and several thousand dollars out the door or, or you yeah. need a roller box because you hit it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, uh, I did I did hit a mailbox. I don't know if it made air. <laughs> I did hit a mailbox. And I'm sure oh they, gosh. I'm sure they just leave in that I would drive past almost every single driveway I was supposed to turn into. Let's talk about this. Okay, let's, yeah. Who's the better driver? Sarah's the better driver. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Fine. I get a mailbox, people. I love it. And didn't Nicholas, um, didn't he like break one of the beds? Oh, when oh yeah. You had it staged on boxes. I loved that. Yes. And that was actually one of my very, my girlfriend who, um, I was just telling you that Sarah did her wedding. That was her listing. And so oh, wow. I call her after that. I'm like, um, we didn't know that those were just boxes. <laughs> uh, you know, it was like these Tupperware things and they just made the loudest sound. And he's a big guy. I mean, he's huge. He's like 6'7 or 6'8. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a shock. We all screamed. I heard about that and I was dying. I said, oh. I just, I mean, that's what's so fun about this. Again, it's so real life. It's so unscripted. Like seeing that kind of stuff happen. And that happens on every single one of, you know. Yes these days that we're with things like that. And it's awesome. And I don't I know it. what it is about when you're showing a couple, a bathroom that everybody either wants to jump in the bathtub, yeah, jump in the shower <laughs> and talk about having you know, multiple partners in a shower yeah. or they sit on the toilet. I'm like, what is it about this room that makes people <laughs> so silly? But it happens in every, well, it happened every showing. I don't know if it oh happened on air, if they showed it or not, but <laughs> that's funny. You got it. You got to try out all the amenities. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. With everybody sits in the bathroom. Oh, 
There were a lot of comical moments. It, it made it very enjoyable to watch. And like you Good. said, it was very unscripted. The couples felt very real and your interactions with them felt very authentic. And I think that's what made it such a pleasure oh, um, to watch. I can't wait to watch it. I'm so excited. I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> it is funny. Like um, Rachel and I were talking before we, before we started our conversation, there's such a good mix of couples, just different personalities and different, different asks for what they want in a house and a wedding. Um, that must've been fun to have kind of so many different places that you could go and, and you got to really be creative with all okay. these different couples. Oh, I agree. I think that's a day-to-day basic, basic um, thing that happens in real estate and wedding planning too. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Everybody's that's what makes it fun. Yeah. yeah. And all the different personalities. And I just yeah. love how we have like a really good cross section of everybody's life. We have all older different. couples, younger couples, first time marriages, second marriages. Yeah. We have biracial couples, couples yeah. uh, same sex couples. So, you know, I mean, I think there's something for everybody to tune in and mm-hmm. assimilate with. And I think the big takeaway is, and I don't want to put words in Sarah's mouth, but I think that we both just feel like um, if we can help even one couple out there struggling with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how to that first step towards a wedding or that first step towards home purchasing, like, then I feel like we've done our jobs. Yeah. Like, it's marriage 101 and, or not marriage, but wedding 101 and yeah. uh, real estate 101. Because those are both like super daunting things. Yeah. And I I love that, like you said, anyone can tune in and they can glean like real, real actionable information. Like, you know, if you're you're thinking about what goes into wedding planning, like there's, you see it in in action. If you, if you want to know what to take into account, what questions to ask when you're buying a house, like you see Nicole take people through homes and the questions that they're asking. So it mm-hmm. definitely feels like there's a lot of advice to get from the show in addition to just being really enjoyable to watch. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks. I love that. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you yeah. guys are into it. That's cool. Totally into it. What was the hardest part, would you say, about helping couples come to this decision? I mean, you had these couples with very different personalities, and I'm sure a lot of them went in knowing with one party knowing exactly what they wanted and the other one maybe not so much. I mean, it just seems like there's so many variables here. So what was toughest for you guys in in getting them to to the finish line? There's a lot of moving parts to it, but I think the toughest thing for me was when I just really felt so convicted that they needed to be in a house. I agree. Yeah. And they didn't choose it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The emotional part where like, honestly, I think we're both sitting on one side and we, again, we see different sides of these couples on the days that we're with them. So like Nicole doesn't, she might be in the first meeting, but she doesn't get to be on all of those days where we're, you know, going to these activities and learning more about like why marriage is important for these couple or the kids that are involved or the parents that are involved. And same thing on my side, I don't really get to understand that as much on Nicole's side, but like, yeah, I think the emotional part of it that on the um, decision day is, I think it's really tough for both of us. Yeah. Cause we both have anxiety just as much as they do. I <laughs> promise you. <laughs> yeah. hey, because this is such a common dilemma for couples. What is the biggest advice you'd give to couples in the same position? Those folks who can't be on the show and have your expert guiding your, your guiding hands. Um, yeah. What am I trying to say? <laughs> the, those folks who can't be on the show and have you guiding them through the process. Well, if they're um, from Nicole's point of view, um, I would tell them, you know, let's go and make sure that your credit is 
in good health. And let's, right. fi- let's clean up all of those things. Let's find out what you can qualify in a home because so many people don't have any idea whatsoever, whether they're single or a couple, you know, what they can afford or what the average is or what the percentage of their take home pay they should uh, spend on mortgage. And I think it's all of those little things that are so daunting at first that people don't realize that they may be, especially in Nashville, they're spending so much money on rent right now. And rent in this climate is only getting higher and higher. So yes, mm-hmm. uh, homes are also getting higher and higher in price. However, with mortgage rates as low as they are right now, we're looking at record lows. Like this is the time to get in. Mm-hmm. This is the time to make your move and get into real estate or invest in real estate, I should say, because you know, there's no time like the present and their land is the one thing they're not making any more of. So it's those things. I just want to let them know, like, I'm here for you. Let's hash this out. It's not as hard as it looks. You know, it's not rocket science, but it does take some, um, some pre-gaming, so to speak, and to get everything Mm -hmm. in order. But it's all doable and all feasible. Yeah, I agree Mm -hmm. with that. I definitely do. I think like what Nicole's saying too, is hiring a professional is in the long run is going to save you money. Hands down. Mm -hmm. It's definitely going to save you money. So if they can start with that and have a guideline of some type of a budget coming into something, like it's so hard, like with my brides and stuff coming in, coming into wedding planning, I say, you know, let's start with the budget and then we're going to work from there. We talk about smart money and dumb money, like where are your priorities? Let's make a checklist. Like let us do all the work for you and make sure that, you know, we're not going over on anything, but we're staying right where you want to be. But hiring somebody to help you with that and, you know, and use the vendors and, you know, that they have relationships with and expanding your budget to its capacity of like what is important, I think is, you know, really, really key. I agree. As someone who's planned a wedding, it was every penny I spent on on extra help with like a planner and stuff was so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Yeah. They'll you in the long run. I promise you just because of the relationships and stuff that they have, it's like, they know, I mean, time is money. Nobody wants to be sitting there researching things for hours upon hours. That's why you hire somebody to do that. Who already knows the knowledge of the industry, the best places to show you immediately, you know, and again, saving you money in each area or putting the money where you want it to be instead of in other areas that might not be as important. For sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's real life lessons that we can take from your show, but then we can also just kick back and enjoy it. Um, I can't wait for other people to see this. I feel so lucky that we've gotten a little sneak peek. I know we saw it before you guys did. I'm so upset that all these press people have seen it and we haven't. (laughs) You guys are saying that it's a positive thing and you're, you're enjoying it makes us feel better because we're sweating over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, don't sweat. It's, it's very compelling. And yeah, as Natalie said, there's a lot of advice to be gleaned, but it's just really fun to watch. It's fun to watch the relationship between you two it's fun to watch the different couples for me it's fun because it's Nashville and that's my stomping ground so um there's just yeah it's just a real lighthearted piece that you know um that we need right now yeah oh I love that I love that listen we love what we do that's why we signed on with this show you know because again it is our real life it is every day that we do this and we just believe in what we do so yeah. I mean, well, that, yeah. And even that if comes we're in through. the middle of a pandemic, this is still a, a dilemma that people are having. Right. Um, people are still getting married. They're still buying houses. Right. So there are. Um, totally. Well, and what? when this is all over and it's 
everyone's all vaccinated up and they can get out. I mean, don't you think the wedding industry is going to explode? Yeah. Thank you, Nicole. I really do. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I truly do. I can't. It is. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and people, just... people want to party. They want to not even party. They want to celebrate each other and they want to be with their families for sure. Because nobody's, you know, just like me, I haven't seen my family in almost a oh year and a half. Oh my gosh. It's Everyone is climbing the walls and so yeah. ready to get out. And we, I feel like it's coming. I feel like yeah. it's coming very soon. So, so choose marriage over no, marriage. No, no. Now, again, now may I reiterate that we have, oh. I have always been relevant during all of this. <laughs> I love it. I need um, to know, is the marriage or mortgage office a real place? Because I know exactly where it is. Every time you guys show that, I'm like, ah. Right? I don't know. You'll have to drive by and see if you see us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah Nicole, for joining us. And be sure to watch Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix. It comes out March 10th. And uh, you won't be sorry. It's it's a great, just easy watching, really enjoyable show. So we really appreciate your all's time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you as well. Thank you. Take care. Now it's time for Making Moves. This is the segment of our show where we discuss the homes that we've discussed before. (laughs) We basically are giving you updates on things that we have been following, and we want to make sure that you are following them too. Yeah, we have some updates for you. Um, Two updates. So we... We're going to start with Nelly, um, rapper extraordinaire. Rachel said 90s and early 2000s <laughs> I, rapper. And I, I pigeonholed him, yes. I'm pretty sure he's still a rapper. Um, Nelly listed his St. Louis mansion. This is his abandoned St. Louis mansion uh, for $600,000, and it sat vacant for two decades. Um, and I think we actually qualified him as our real estate loser a couple weeks yeah. ago, and that was for the simple fact that um, the listing price at the time of uh, purchase was $2.5 million. So it's there's a big price drop right there. So if he does sell it for 600000 And the fact that it was abandoned. <laughs> true. That's <laughs> There were like a lot of loser quality. The listing photos do feature like tarps. And <laughs> yeah, there, there was quite a and bit of loser criteria yeah, involved cons- in that Construction decision. that's like still needs to be done. <laughs> um, but the reason that we are talking about him and making moves is because this mansion is now pending. So I think it has to be the the news that came out is all the press that came out once he dropped that price. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This I mean, this story was everywhere. So I think that only helped him. I think. For the huge lot that it's on, for the square footage, it's a good deal. Um, And I can only imagine that whoever buys it is just going to turn it into a gorgeous, luxurious palace of a place. (laughs) Um, But it's pending. So we'll see. We'll see what it goes for. And we'll see if it actually um, gets off of Nelly's hands. And then let's let's let's. Uh, we have this to, is less funny we have to close the loop on this one um yeah. you've probably seen headlines that jeffrey epstein's home sold uh this is of course the seven-story townhouse on the upper east side um in new york city uh the initial asking price was 88 million um the price was dropped to 65 million in january and um it has since 
reportedly sold for um, 50 million or it's under contract for 50 million dollars so uh yeah (laughs) what do you what else do you have to say about that Rachel (laughs) nothing nothing not one thing loop loop closed okay cool cool and that's it for making moves short and sweet um okay why don't we just move straight on into winners and losers so this is of course the segment where we discuss real estate and celebrities and the purchases that uh, they may have made we choose a loser and a winner and um our loser of course made a bad deal our winner is someone to celebrate because they made a good real estate deal and we're going to start with our loser rachel i'm sad because i, I love know, this house so <laughs> Our loser this week is Justin Bieber. Things are probably going pretty well for Justin and other aspects of his life, but he had to take a $500,000 hit on his Beverly Hills home. This is a hard one for Natalie, not because she's a Justin Bieber stan, but because she is a stan of this house. She has yeah. talked before on this pod about how much she loves this house. I believe this was the house that you said you would have wanted to spend quarantine in, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last, Gorgeous. The last year or so, if we had to be cooped up in any celebrity home, this is the one that Natalie chose. Uh, and I can see what I definitely agree. Like, it is a fantastic home. I'm surprised that it went for under asking. Yeah, Bieber placed it on the market for $9 million, um, which is uh, that it's so the $9 million asking price was um, 500000 above what he picked it up for in 2019. Um, and then we just learned that the house is sold for 8 million. So, you know, I'm sure half a million is like a drop in the bag for Justin Bieber. Oh yeah. Um, you know, but for numbers reasons, he is, he is a loser. And I do think, you know, while, while this house did go for under asking, I I feel like 8 million is still a pretty good to get 8 million on this place. I think is still pretty good. It's no, I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised by the fact that it sold for eight million I'm just surprised that he had to take a loss on it because mm-hmm. I didn't see anything it would it didn't look like Jimmy Fallon's house like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very pleasing it was very neutral it, I'm just I'm just surprised but you know maybe that's just what the luxury market is doing right now and I think I mean I, I would wager to say that that's probably congruent with um the actual value of the house um, I'm sure that the Biebers were trying to get a little bit more than they had paid for it. And so, you know, let, let's try it for half a million more than we paid. Okay, someone just wants to pay the fair market value. Fine. We'll just we'll just take that. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And it was on the market for 114 days, too. So they were probably just ready to get get it off their get it off their hands. So, yeah, move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, move on to their like $28 million <laughs> mansion that they also currently own in Los Angeles. Um, okay, well, let's move on to our winner. Our winner is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> we had to, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> 
Um, so Matthew, Matthew is our winner because he bought an incredible beach property in Hawaii for under the original asking price. Um, he and his family will be the first ones to live in this house, which is pretty cool. And, um, the original price of the home was just a hair under 8 million. So it was 7.995 and Matthew ended up buying it for 7.845. So just a little bit of a deal, but, um, I think, you know, I mean, Rachel, you're looking at these photos and we'll, we'll post our, we'll, we'll link to our story so you all can take a look at these photos, but this looks like your jam, Rachel. Oh, it's totally, it's my quarantine jam. This, if this were in contention for my quarantine palace, I would have chosen possibly this. This is, this house is incredible. I've been watching a lot of Temptation Island lately. So as you (laughs) may know. And I keep thinking how much I want one of these crazy villas overlooking the ocean in Hawaii. And Mm -hmm. this is simply like one of them. It looks very much um, like those luxury villas. This, it's got wood beam ceilings. It's very open, uh, has glass, basically glass doors going out to the outside it's kind of like the ultimate like outside indoor outdoor living like that flow is just there it's a gorgeous infinity pool overlooking the ocean in the background it's a fire pit and apparently it's located on you have like access to like a beach and golf club so I don't know if Matthew golfs but he can maybe join that like he does yeah yeah that's that does seem like his vibe or am I just Um, like taking that from the wedding planner Maybe, yeah. I feel like maybe I'm just taking that from movies I've seen him in, but yeah. No, it it he 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 seems like he's into like golfing and vi- like chilling and whatever. Um, <laughs> he's definitely into chilling, surfing. No doubt about that. He's into chilling. <laughs> I I love Matthew McConaughey. I think he is fantastic. So. I'm glad that he made a good deal and he's living his best life in, in Hawaii. JK, JK living. JK, just keep living. It's his, you know, that's his like lifestyle brand. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. JK oh. living. Um. Oh, and I don't know if we said, but this house is on the big island. Which I've been to. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I would love to go there anywhere please yeah just calgon take me away (laughs) um okay that that do we have anything else to say about matthew i mean i probably could come up with a lot of things to say about matthew (laughs) well matthew's house specifically (laughs) no you go matthew you go, Matthew. Um, all right. And that's it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to your show notes. Uh, we'll have all the stories linked there. You can look at photos. You can learn some more inside tidbits. Please, again, be sure to check out Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix. It premieres on Wednesday, March 10th. Please, if you liked what you heard today, go down to go on your podcast app and write us a review and give us a five-star rating that helps people find us. And we love hearing what you have to say about the show. Yeah. If you want to email us with your thoughts, we would love to hear from you. We are podcast at realtor.com. That's singular podcast at realtor.com. Or you can find us on social media. 
That's where we post photos that we talk about, uh, stories that we've talked about, uh, all the good stuff. So find us there. We are at House Party Pod. That's our handle, at House Party Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for hitting play, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Farewell. Oh, that's a new one. (laughs)